everyone, I'm Terry Simmons and you're listening to KTVS3's Doc Talk. It's a place to be to hear informative, forward-thinking, solution-based discussions about what contributes to our mental health and our overall well-being. And you can download a new episode every other Thursday morning wherever you listen to podcasts. With us today is Dr. Philip Roseman. Dr. Roseman, you don't even need an introduction. Let's go ahead though and tell everyone who you are and what you do. Uh, I'm Philip Roseman. I'm a physician. I'm a cardiologist in town. I'm born and raised here in Shreveport and have lived here most of my life um, and uh, have spent most of my adult life uh, in healthcare as a physician. I'm also very interested in education issues in the community and have been involved as an education activist uh, in the community for a long time. Uh, just uh, love Shreveport, Bossier, love the region uh, and just want something the best for it. And I couldn't find a I think of a better place to start with our discussion here. Just wanting a better place, a better community. Uh, even when it's really good, it can always be better. It can be more fulfilled. It's always moving forward. And so we're going to be talking about that a little bit today, about uh, anxiety, depression, the things that we're just coming out of with the pandemic. And even if there wasn't a pandemic, there's already that human connection that I think can always get better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how do you find that, that you, you approach that here? Well. First, you know, let's think about anxiety. I mean, let's, let's just think about the pandemic and the impact of the pandemic. And you're right, it began before the pandemic. Um, we have gotten into a society that's almost in a chronic state of, of excitement, a chronic state of what we call fight or flight in medicine. Uh, it comes with a, a lot of hormones, a lot of adrenaline all the time. And that leaves people anxious, not just the kind of good anxiety of wanting to do something different and new and the anxiety that that brings, like talking to you on this show, uh, but it also uh, is, um, can be pathologic uh, when it overwhelms you. And we're finding more and more people uh, during the pandemic and after um, uh, have that situation. You know, in, in fact, it's, you know, the, the numbers are staggering. Uh, the numbers uh, on the issue of anxiety is uh, that about 20% of Americans uh, sometime during the year get pathologically uh, anxious. That means that they can't do anything pretty much because anxiety overwhelms them. Um, and about a quarter of those are very serious. I mean, to the point of being anxious enough to think about suicide and drug and all that other things that's associated with it. So I think we, we live in a generation that now is pumped up uh, on cortisol and adrenaline uh, all the time. Um, and that is hard to sleep. Um, that is hard to function in your work. That is hard to have good relationships uh, all around. Uh, and it's a real problem. Um, uh, right now, it is worse in kids. It's worse in teenagers. It's worse in young children. They really got the brunt uh, of what's happened during the pandemic, and you know that's something that w that we need to deal with. I do, and I think um, 
I find that my focus goes more toward a lot of our children and youth because they got here resilient and ready. And then sometimes I think as adults, caring will force conditions and, and, and beliefs on them instead of sometimes we could sit back and let them lead. We can learn a lot from them rather than trying to mold them and, and stifle them in a protective way out of love. But there's ways that we really, really can stay forward-based, solution-based, forward-thinking with our kids today and listen to them and don't just take anything for granted when they're feeling some kind of anxiety. And connect with them. Connect. I mean, uh, and have them connect with other people. I mean, yes. it can't be just mom and dad and the connection there. Uh, that's why sometimes great teachers in school is so important because it gives them a place to connect with other people. Friends, I can't tell you, you know, uh, I can tell you from my grandkids, okay, because they're in that age group of four to eight, uh, the impact this whole thing has had on them. Um, my youngest grandchild has separation anxiety from his brother because when his brother started going to school full time and he was only going half time, you know, he truly got anxious when Luke was gone uh, because the whole pandemic he, Luke was it. Luke was his world. Uh, he is mom and dad and Luke. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it really has an impact and has had an impact on a lot of kids. And we need to be thinking about that in schools. And I know they are. Mm -hmm. And be thinking about that as families. It really got brought up a good point. And, and this spurred from a conversation you and I have had previously before about um, trying to help parents realize that they don't have to be everything to their children and not feel threatened, not worry about it. If you ask for help, bring in another adult, bring in some other mentors for your children. But during the pandemic, even if you were already in that belief, they couldn't. We couldn't have contact. We couldn't do anything. So it was easy in that household to feel like, oh no, I'm the parent, I have to be everything. And for the child to be, oh no, I need you to be everything and I have to be everything. There was so much going on that now that it's relaxed, it's the time to realizing to help parents and children realize no one person can be everything for anybody ask for help yeah and um you know uh reagan said at one point classically said trust but verify and and i think that's where we are with this you know i mean i think parents feel very uncomfortable these days uh with letting kids go and and uh, but there are trustworthy people, friends that that can be beneficial for kids. So it's kind of trust, but be watching. Make sure that they're okay. Make sure that these people are good people. Uh, but you know, there are people that you know, uh, children uh, children need to connect um, outside the home a little bit uh, for them to be all that they're going to be when they're adults. Yeah. And do you think it's important for parents to, or any guardian in the home, not necessarily parents, but if, if you are the, you're the grown up in the child's life, uh, to connect, to really sit back and connect on an individual basis. Let this child, see what, who this child is and not try to form them and say, no, you need to be this, or you should be this, or you've got to study this because this is where you're going to be able to support yourself. But really sit back and if this person, this little person is something that you're not used to, you don't see it's a norm, embellish that enjoy them for who they are at least start there oh well, yeah i mean I, uh you know the important thing is that you you give them your values your yeah. character your um uh the things that drive you the things that make you who you are 
the good things about you. Give them all that. Uh, teach them all of that. Um, you know that that's that's your role. Do it in what you speak. Do it with what they watch, um, and it will make an amazing uh, difference. Every one of my children were completely different. Every one of my grandchildren is completely different. They have their own set of what they're good about, what they understand, what they like, uh, how their character is. We just sit, my wife and I sit and marvel <laughs> at the, that these children came from the same parents, uh, you know, and they're completely different. And for instance, one, my daughter was a truly uh, was uh, kind of a tomboy during her time she was she did sports and all this sort of thing uh, and uh, uh, her child is, is about as feminine and you know my daughter never wore makeup the child wants to wear makeup it's just completely different and like you say they're all different you know and they're all you're gonna have to approach them from where they are right. uh, at some point in time. Yeah, and it's nice to just come from compassion and not don't judge and don't compare. And like you said, you instill the values that you believe in and, and the things that from your heart and compassion and you live that way. But then watch and pay attention. That's their interpretation of it. So let them, it may still be the very same values, but they may be going about it in their own way with their own personality. So it's quick not to judge it, to look back and go, okay, that's just how you're, that's right, that's your truth. You're yeah. doing it. And, you know, we see, you know, the anxiety and all that's going on um, in my profession. Yeah. Uh, because people will, you know, who have heart problems, you know, often have emotional problems and everything associated with that. And so, you know, this anxiety pandemic, anxiety levels and everything has also affected even what I do uh, in my daily life. Uh, and it's also very evident to me uh, that not only in adults but in children you know they're kind of taken in by uh, a lot of the depression that's going on a lot of the things that we're seeing in our society that worry us um, uh, things of uh, drug overdoses suicides are all things that we need to be top of the mind now as kids are growing up because now this is becoming a really a significant problem and parents are going to have to watch and know when it is that kids are going into a shell. Uh, it's it's a lot different than my day. Uh, it's a lot different than my kids' day. Um, you know, I feel for parents raising children right this minute uh, because they have to be very aware of what's going on in, in their child's life. There's a lot of things beating down on them, and it's more than just kids and playground. Now it's social media and everything else. And so you have to be really vigilant um, in raising kids today. Yeah, and you think that's why it's so important to know your children as early and as soon as possible and stick with that. Connect with them and just know them because you're not looking for right or wrong, you're looking for change. And if you don't know them right off the bat, you can't tell if it's a change. But And also don't worry about them being mad at you. I have uh, uh, some... Uh, a couple that I'm going to be talking to on another episode who is their their big advice is like just keep on keep on and a lot of parents are afraid they don't want to push them away yeah. but I'd much rather have the child be furious with me but here and know that I care instead of just go off on hurt themselves or hurt someone else or just not feel seen or heard 
Yeah. And from my perspective, as also as I see this unwinding in my work in education and everything else, is you know a lot of this is uh, classic clinical depression yes. that children are getting, and um, and it means that you have to recognize it. So if they're the the definition, classic definition is two weeks of of uh, significant depression, mood changes, uh, feelings of self worth, uh, eating problems, um, uh, problems with uh, concentrating, um, problems with fatigue, um, and all these things going into a shell. Um, recognize that as as depression, and don't allow that to fester too long and listen to, you know, again, let them be mad at you, but talk to them uh, and and uh, keep after them. And if they need to see someone about it, you know, by all means, let somebody know and get some help. Yeah. I think kid, kids are needing lots more help with depression uh, these last couple of years than they ha ever have, ever. Yeah, and the thing that we need to remember too also is that we are, we're adults coming at this. And so talk to them, realize that even physically, if they could be physically, their anatomy, they are in a state of depression. And also their brain isn't finished developing to the point where they can express it that way. They're still growing and forming. Absolutely. So sometimes we will put adult uh, images or, or, or expectations on them and realize even physically, they're not at the point they really need our help expressing it in their way. Yeah. And you're right, it's not completely connected. I think they've scientifically looked at this and for boys it's probably well over 25 and for girls it's probably in the early 20s. That's why you see the kind of little difference, uh, you know, uh, as far as kind of maturity. Uh, but yeah, it's not completely formed and uh, what they think right this minute is not necessarily what they're gonna think in a couple of years. You just got to get them through it somehow, you know, and uh, I think that's just a big part of parenting now. It really is, and it really just comes down to paying attention and, and mm -hmm. connecting, and also there's no shame or blame in this. It is no. something that is a disease. It is something that is formed. It's a disorder. It's something that's chemically going on. It's not a choice. It is not just being sad or needing attention, and there's no shame or blame in it on either way. I've, I've heard even young adults who were afraid or took their own lives beforehand. They didn't want to come out and say that I'm having all these feelings because I don't know what's going to happen to me. I don't know if you're going to put me away. I don't know if you're going to uh, not believe me. There's a lot in there that hinders a person for speaking up when they're young, when they have it. Also, there's a lot in some adults not wanting to admit maybe that that's what's going on with their child. Do you find that? Absolutely. You know, I, I'll take it on a personal level. You know, m uh, both my daughters had significant uh, issues that were just horrible yeah. uh, issues, things that happened to them. One, their husband was murdered. Uh, the other one, you know, had a couple of miscarriages. So, and I found out really quick that there's no way they could get out of this, okay, without help. And for those that think that there's no help, the medicines that we give for antidepressant can work miracles. And I watched that happen in both of them. They, it turned them around. So if people are hurting and, and are really depressed, 
you know, there are options. Uh, and, and I know people don't like to talk about medicines and things like that, but there are medicines that really help. And I saw that, I think, uh, in their lives, what the medicines did to help them elevate their mood, to get them out uh, of this uh, prolonged grief and prolonged depression uh, that they had to deal with and what difference it made in their lives. So, you know, don't, don't dismiss it, uh, you know, when you see it. Um, it can be helped. And it all works together. And I think some people think, well, if I get on medicine, then that's all I need to do, and I'm on this, and I might become dependent. But like you said, and it sounds like actually with your family members, just if it's there and it's an option, try it in, in inclusive. It's an inclusive thing. It's in, in, uh, in, it's not instead of what you're doing. No. Let it add to what you're doing. If you need a little help, and that helps you see the clarity and get physically better in other ways, let it. Yeah, and it's 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 truly biochemical. It's truly yeah. not uh, anything other. Than, it's a biochemical reaction that medications can have an impact on, and uh, for lots and lots of people. But again, the, these are you know just aids and thoughts. You know, but. Uh, in dealing with the depression and that's just all over uh, the world today. It's, things are just moving really out of control. People uh, feel like they don't have any control uh, and depression is one of the things that they turn to as well as uh, drugs and alcohol and all these other things that are the negative aspects of dealing with a fast-paced culture like we're living in now. Right, and we need to maybe possibly think that the medications have gotten better too as long as the research and as long as depression has been around, don't, like you said, discount the medication because you would take medication if you had the flu or a cold or right. you would get a cast on your arm if you had a broken arm. It's the same thing. If you're feeling you need some help with your mental well-being, there's medication that can chemically help. There's chemically something going on. It's not just because yeah. you are sad and decided to be depressed. There's something you need some help. Well, I see, you know, I see it in my patients. They, you know, it's, it may be a transient time when things are bad like it was with my children transient time when things are hard, have some medical problems. Sometimes those medicines can help a great deal in helping you get out of those medical problems because you'll feel like it's, I want to go, I want to eat right, I want to exercise, I want to do something, uh, you know, uh, uh, and those medicines can, can do that, yeah. uh, can help you do that. Yeah, I just think that they, if you know that getting out and walking would be better, seeing people. And if this medication is going to give you the confidence and the safety to get out and do those things, it will help you do all of the other things that are going to make you feel better. Right. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's just another aid mm -hmm. in this. But, yeah. uh, you know, again, we're seeing, we're seeing living in a world of anxiety and depression and, um, and all of that. And I'm hopeful and pray that, you know, we're over, the, I think we're over the worst of this. Uh, and I hope we never have a lockdown again uh, uh, because the impact of that was substantial um, uh, on people's lives. And, you know, we just uh, hopefully are going to be looking forward uh, into a better a better time in the next couple of three years. Definitely a better time. And if nothing else, I think that if we think about the pandemic, instead of thinking, oh, the dread, and oh my gosh, what we just went through, it's just the opposite. We have just come through a pandemic. Absolutely. We have just come through a pandemic. We've done this. We have come through it. Yeah. And we can come through it better than when we went in. Humans are very resolute. Yes. 
very resilient. Our children are very resilient. Mm -hmm. We are resilient. We just have to call upon it um, uh, to conquer these issues. Yeah. There is. There's a, there's strength and joy in every moment, no Absolutely. matter what. So what is something that you'd like? Um, let's talk before we do this, before we close, I'd like to ask for the viewers and, and listeners right now who are thinking about all this and say they are, they do feel like they're in a pretty healthy place. Things are going really well. Maybe they haven't experienced mental um, illness and, and they're feeling mm -hmm. pretty good or in their family. What would you say to someone to feel good anyway, to keep going and to, to be aware of now so that it might not happen? Well, that's easy, okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, th I think that is easy to talk about, hard to do. One is, you know, you gotta look at your diet and look at what you're eating, okay? And see that, you know, you're not loading up on carbohydrates and eating way too many calories and too big meals. It just makes you feel bad like you don't wanna do anything else. So look at your eating, look at your eating habits, look at your diet. You know, look at that. Second, get out and do something. Walk, or just walk. You know, walk 10 miles a week, okay? That's not a lot, uh, you know. And, and, and walk and exercise, do some sort of exercise. Uh, that's hugely important. Connect with other people. Um, don't live your life as a hermit, uh, you know, you know, how many times have you said, I don't really don't want to go to that party. Or I really don't want to go to those people's house or whatever. And you went there and you enjoyed it and it enlivened you. Live a life that you're, you know, get around people and, and, uh, and get the benefit of that. Um, and then have a, have a quiet time. Um, have a time, you know, when it's just you. Um, and isolation with whatever you want to do. For me, it would be prayer, Bible study, those kind of things. But for whatever it is that you kind of can connect with what I believe is our creator. Uh, and, and you do that in a, in a quiet time. Think about those four things. Um, just incorporating any of that. I think that makes a big difference uh, in your overall um, livelihood. And then once you've got all of that, then you're ready to reach out to be, you know, a greater part of the community than you are. Go and do something different. You know, doing doctoring was great, okay? For a number of years, it was all I did. Uh, but it was also great doing something different uh, in education for me, at whatever it is with you, um, you know, it, I think is is the next step. So that that's sort of my five plan off the cuff uh, talk uh, that I give most of the people uh, uh, in my practice. I think it's lovely advice and it's wonderful grounding good five things to think about and do and also just remember no comparison no judging don't compare yourself to anybody take those five things and do them your way and realize you are you have all the power inside yourself to do them your way walk the way you walk yeah. you know when you're eating healthy you know when you're connecting yeah. and do it your way and know that your way is perfectly right for absolutely yourself. all right dr roseman thank you so much this has been such a wonderful talk i could just talk to you all day well thank you for inviting me it's, <laughs> it's been fun we enjoyed it and we'll talk to you again i'm sure thank you for helping us understand a little bit more about depression anxiety and the heart all right, all right. Thank, thank you, you. And everyone else, thank you so much for joining us. You can download a new episode of these discussions every other Thursday morning wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll meet you right here next time on Doc Talk. Mm -hmm.